I never, nope. He's, he's eating it. Uh, put it in his mouth. Yes. The history of America is full of racism and exploitation. The Statesman Podcast. Welcome back to the Statesman Podcast. I am Albert. I'm still Ryan. Hello, still Ryan. Hello, same old Albert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're here in the Statesman Studios 2.0 today. Yeah, it's it's a, it's way more cozy. Oh yeah, yeah. We're in uh, my room. We're still in my house. Generally, we're at my dining room table, but now we're in my room. We're in our multi-million dollar studio because we are such a successful podcast, thanks to all all of our fantastic fans. Uh, what actually happened is <laughs> the, the seasons are changing and it's finally cold enough to be able to use my upstairs room, which is carpeted, as opposed to having linoleum floors downstairs, which will be real echoey and bouncy. And uh, I'm just vibing in my recliner and Albert's sitting on the floor like an idiot. Get another chair. I have another chair, but you're using it as a mic stand. <laughs> you have a stool <laughs> that I have to use a mic stand because that's all we have. We got to take a picture for the Instagram. We do, yeah. If you, uh, <laughs> of you our go setup. Over to our Instagram at the Statesman Podcast, uh, you can see this cozy little setup we got going right now. But that's for later. Uh, I do want to get this rolling. So I think we talked about it on the last episode how you, you haven't been telling me exactly what state we're going to start talking about until day of. So I am excited to hear what we got for today yeah well i mean first i wanted to talk about what i did on friday okay what'd you do on friday uh we went to tulsa me and my fiance um made a little statesman uh field trip out to tulsa nice and we saw the woody guthrie center <gasps> uh as we mentioned in the oklahoma episode um oklahoma is the home of famous folk singer woody guthrie and I've, I've wanted to take a day trip out there forever um, just to see that. It sounds dope. I love folk music. And we got out there. And once we pulled up to the museum, I lost my fucking mind because I knew about the Woody Guthrie Center. What I did not know about was the Bob Dylan Center directly there's, next door. There's a Bob Dylan Center over there? Yeah, it's been open for six months. Oh, it just opened up. Yeah, what happened is they have the Woody Guthrie Center out in Tulsa. Uh-huh. Bob Dylan, the man himself, came out, saw the Woody Guthrie Center, and he loved how they did it so much that he was like, yeah, put my center right next door. <laughs> well, Be what a flex. I know. <laughs> because uh, Woody Guthrie was like the biggest early influence of Bob Dylan. He really? met him when he was dying of Huntington's disease in the hospital. Damn. Bob Dylan met Woody Guthrie. And uh, yeah, that's where I got my snazzy new hat that I'm wearing. I do like that hat. I do have to point out that Ryan looks like every typical midwest farmer right now oh yeah he's that, got the big old trucker hat with his flannel on that's how i get you and you, his big ass beard your beard has grown so much yeah yeah it really gets out of hand once i get to like the three month mark <laughs> but yeah that's how i get you you think i'm some kind of good old boy and then you start talking to me and you're like oh this guy's some kind of leftist socialist lib <laughs> gross <laughs> as as the statesman should but uh yeah Bob Dylan Center, Woody Guthrie Center, they both have a big old statesman recommendation from me. Check them out. You heard it here first, folks. Statesman certified, Bob Dylan Museum. And Woody Guthrie Center. And oh, Woody dude. They had Pete Seeger's banjo out there. Oh, nice. Like, Is Pete Seeger related to Bob Seeger? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but uh, 
like Pete Seeger, he's just he he was like a folk artist who tagged along with Woody Guthrie. Um, they had a band called the Almanac Singers, and like Pete Singer, Pete Seeger, just has the most grandpa energy of any musician I've ever known. Like he performed "This Land Is Your Land" at Obama's inaugura- inauguration. It was touching. Hmm. Like if you just watch a video of Pete Seeger just talking, you will be touched. <laughs> and so I saw his banjo there, and I was moved. It was pretty dope seeing his banjo. I'm a banjoist, as you heard in the what? intro. Is that the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that intro is performed by our very own statesman, Ryan, over here. Um, <laughs> he's very good. What oh, I was about to ask something. Now I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. What What is the term for... Is it banjoist? Is that a... Uh, probably. Fun got, fact. Yeah. Banjo is the only, like, truly American instrument. I mean, it's got origins <laughs> from Africa, but the banjo as it is today... It's kind of its own American unique thing. I feel like it's a pretty good representation of America. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> current events. Uh, this week was election week. Uh, honestly, not as bad as uh, I thought it was going to turn out. Um, because like 60% of Republicans running were like election denying psychos. <laughs> And uh, the red wave that people kept talking about just wasn't there. And, uh, you know, the the culture war uh, is kind of coming to an end. It turns out you can't win an election just on, uh, you know, attacking trans people and uh, trying to outlaw abortion. So you love to see it. (laughs) Good wins again in America. But, yeah, talking about uh, or just seeing the election and all the horrible politicians that were running on just awful platforms of, you know, make the rich richer. It made me harken back to a time <laughs> where statesmen had the interest of the people that they represent at heart. You know who one of the best statesmen of all time is, Albert? Who, who is it? My man, Ben Franklin. <laughs> More Ben Franklin. <laughs> oh, we I gotta I gotta make like a Ben Franklin stinger. It's like anytime we bring up Ben Franklin, we'll be like, Ben Franklin. <laughs> Daddy Ben. Ben's at it again. <laughs> so yeah, after uh, last week's Pennsylvania episode, which may or may not air, um, we talked about Ben Franklin a lot, realized that he is one bad mamma jamma. He's the fucking man. <laughs> and we just want to do a deep dive on <gasps> one of America's founding fathers. Are we just talking about Ben Franklin today? Yes. Oh my is- God, yes! It's the Benny special, Benny and the Jets. I am. <laughs> What's funny is me and Ryan were joking about this. I think we actually joked about it on the last podcast. We were like, we should do a Ben Franklin episode. And then we talked about doing like a spinoff episode. And uh, so I'm excited. I didn't know we were actually yeah. going to get to do this for a Statesman episode. So a Statesman special, <laughs> Ben Franklin. I mean, full disclosure, we're going to run out of episodes really fast if we only talk about states. I mean, what is it, 50 states, 52 weeks, 52 weeks in a year? We got, a, we got a year timeline. Yeah, son, I'm trying to be a decade timeline <laughs> podcast. That's fair. <laughs> Listen, as soon as we hit, you know, Hawaii or Alaska, what's the 50th state? Uh, either Hawaii or Alaska. Okay. I don't remember exactly which. Then we just, you know, we got to take a plane out to Europe and we'll go international. Oh, shit. The, we're, 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 we're talking about city states. Oh, maybe we should talk about Sparta and the Vatican and whatnot. We just, uh, you heard it here. Uh, on our own podcast how we might have more podcast if you guys like it and continue to listen and support us we really appreciate it and who knows maybe we will talk about city city states 
Anyway, I'm excited to talk about Brent Franklin because <laughs> this guy is the fucking man. Yeah. So, dear Albert, what yes. do you know about Ben Franklin? Uh, I know he fucking partied. I know he... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think about like all the actually intellectual stuff he did. <laughs> Didn't he discover electricity? Uh, more or less, in a With way. The key and the kite? Wait, did we talk about if that actually ever happened? We'll get into that. Okay. Um... I know he was a founding father, signed the yes. Declaration of Independence. I'm pretty sure he did. I oh, never I really actually... Hope he did. Did he sign it? Did he not? I want to say he signed I don't know why he wouldn't sign no, it. No, he did sign it because he has the quote when uh, whenever they're signing it. He said, if we don't all hang together, we will all hang separate. Yeah. I was going to talk about that later. Okay. My bad. But yeah, <laughs> he did say that. I'm... I'm just, eh, just going to take a risk. He signed the Declaration of Independence. I'm 98% sure he did. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, I'm pretty sure he did. He like, was there. That was where that quote came, yeah, came from. Yeah, he was there as the delegate from Pennsylvania. He he signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Um. So, Ben Franklin. Yes. Uh, He was born on January 17th, 1706 in Boston on Milk Street. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good old. Listen, that's not his fault. All right, you can't. You don't get to choose where you're born. <laughs> but, I'm not giving that one to you. But damn it, if you can't find a better place to be born, <laughs> my only regret is not being born on Milk Street. <laughs> you better have your kid on on Milk Street. I don't even know if we have. I'm sure we have there's, one somewhere in Oklahoma. Milk Street somewhere. Uh, speaking of that, I'm going to crack into my carbonated milk. Mm. You know how fucking mad I would be if you actually cracked open a can of carbonated milk? Jesus, son. Just kidding, it's Red Bull. You just attacked that thing. <laughs> it's not cow juice, it's bull juice I'm drinking. You want to try that one again, or are you going to st stick nope, with that? Okay. I stand okay. by what I said. <laughs> uh, 17th son, one of 17 oh, holy siblings. Holy shit! Really? Yo, they fucked back then. Dude, they did. <laughs> I mean, it's like animals. You got to have a litter because you're going to assume <laughs> most of them aren't going to survive. God. So, yeah, the oldest boy of seven or the youngest boy of 17 siblings. Son of Josiah Franklin and Abiah Folger. <laughs> what Puritan names. Interesting. And his cousin Jebediah. There it is. Not really. That's not real. Why is that name not around anymore? We need more Jebediah. Oh, it's around. Just on Amish farms. That's about it. <laughs> All right. I need one of you listeners to uh, name your kid Jebediah. Take one for the team. <laughs> what you? Yeah, you encourage that. But I, I say I want to name my son Holden. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the name. It's a good, strong name. <laughs> but high schoolers are mean. <laughs> Holding it down. He's going to be holding these nuts. <laughs> uh, as a child, it was noted that Ben Franklin was a natural leader among the other boys. Just from a young age, just taking charge. Uh, talking about getting with older ladies. He was like, listen, young Timothy. Someday you will feel an urge. And you need to direct that urge towards a cougar. Mm. Man after my own heart. <laughs> so, uh. Ben Franklin's schooling. Ben Franklin, one of the most intelligent people in uh, U.S. history, I would say. Uh -huh. His schooling ended at age 10. What? <laughs> what? It's just, you were in school less time back then. You're middle-aged at age 10 in colonial times. Wait, so, wait, is that just what time? Is it, Back then, did pe is, 
Did everyone stop going to school at 10? Pro- I don't know. I, th- there was less of an emphasis on school back then. You know, at this point, there were no colleges in the U.S. So, Oh, right, right. Because he, he uh, founded the first one, right? He found the first one all by himself. <laughs> he was just He was there. digging. He said, what the fuck is that? He found the first college. <laughs> so fun fact. <laughs> if, in case anybody forgot that I am an, like a certified moron. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think the term or I used to read that term founded. And I, in my head, I pictured them like finding. Uh, and what I specifically was remember is I was reading Harry Potter and they're talking about the founders of Hogwarts. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they were just flying <laughs> on their brooms, all four of them. They're like, oh, look, a castle. That's, did did it's they Hogwarts lose it? Now. I don't know, dude. I was a stupid kid. I found this castle in the name of Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I didn't figure out what the term founded was till I was like 12. So uh, his schooling ended at the ripe old age of 10. And uh, I guess he lived as a bachelor for two years or something. Because uh, there's kind of a gap there. But at the age of 12, he became an apprentice with his brother, uh, James Franklin, who founded the New England Courant. Courant? 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 The New England Courant. Uh, one of the first American papers. And that will play that will play a big role in Ben Franklin's life because that man loved papers and literature and printing presses. Nice, but unfortunately for him, he was denied the opportunity to write for the newspaper by his brother. Um, but that didn't stop him. He wrote several compelling pieces uh, under a pseudonym name. Do you know what that name happens to be? Ben, ben Franklin pseudonym? Yeah, his fake oh. name that he wrote into the newspaper with. Come on, dig deep into your national treasure archives. Uh, oh, man, I know this. It is from that movie. I don't. Silence, do good. Oh, damn it. Yeah, do good. <laughs> I knew do good. Who claimed to be a middle-aged widow. And uh, yeah, so Ben Franklin would write. He would drop bars as silence, do good. He would say all kinds of stuff that people loved. Um you know, it was like an acclaimed uh, section of this newspaper. Wait, why didn't his brother let him write? I don't know. Might have been like a nepotism thing. He might have been insecure about his brother being a better writer than him. You know what? I could see that actually because uh, something similar happened with Albert Einstein. But that's a different story. But I get that. How? Uh, yeah, that, that can be a real problem is people uh, like an uh, inferiority complex. Oh, yeah. But yeah, his uh, letters that he wrote as Silence Do Good were critically acclaimed. In 1722, he would have been working for his brother's newspaper for some time at this point. So in 1722, James Franklin, uh, Ben's older brother, he was jailed for three weeks for writing unflattering material to the governor. Uh, During this time, Ben took over the functions of the newspaper and he published a Silence Do Good article which claimed, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. And no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. So 1722 were already uh, hitting home with freedom of speech with Ben Franklin. That's cool. Yeah, I mean. So that, that kind of all started with him then, and that's why it's in the Constitution now? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was like an idea of freedom of speech around this time. But uh, as far as I know, this is the earliest documented uh, writing concerning freedom of speech. I'm sure there's earlier examples, but. This is what I mean, Ben Franklin's brother went to jail for three weeks. So this is probably what sent Ben down the path of liberty. (laughs) Getting my freedom. (laughs) 
So when he was 17, uh, basically a senior citizen at this point in colonial times, uh, Ben Franklin moved away to Philadelphia, where he eventually joined something called a Hunto, J-U-N-T-O. You know what that is? Uh, No. Neither did I. Oh. (laughs) It's basically a group of like-minded individuals who get together to discuss large ideas of the day, um, which this is the Enlightenment period. So people are starting to come to terms with like, maybe religion isn't the whole truth. Uh, Maybe science is behind some of these big ideas. So it's like a philosophical think tank? Basically. That's cool. Actually, I like that. Uh, It was modeled after English coffee houses. And this is where a lot of Enlightenment era ideals were circulated. Um, Freedom of religion, freedom of speech, science. Uh, And in this hunto, reading was very important. Um, But books were very expensive back then. Printing presses weren't widely available. Mm -hmm. Um, And so these these homies, these Hunto homies, would (laughs) pool their books together in a collection so that all the members could easily access them. Uh, This idea is what eventually led to Ben Franklin establishing the Library Company of Philadelphia in 1731, which was the first library in the U.S. There were no libraries before that? No, like, official formal libraries in the u.s so so ben franklin not only started a university but literally started libraries yeah i mean yeah back then you don't see a lot of books back then oh my gosh papa is coming back from from into town oh papa he said he saw a book papa don't let it corrupt your mind that is dude (laughs) the more the more i learn about ben like and i'm gonna i only refer to him as ben from now maybe benji when he's partying <laughs> because he what a what a g like big dick benny big dick benny he <laughs> has the biggest dick energy ever <laughs> and yeah this is like he's like 25 at this point oh my god <laughs> yeah he would have been 25 in 1731 old man right <laughs> elderly elder <laughs> statesman i like to think you know like the the most common like picture of ben franklin is like Bald on top, long hair, fat and old. Yeah. I like to think that's him at like 26. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'm pushing it now. <laughs> oh, this freedom business is a young man's game. <laughs> so in 1728, Franklin Fra- he Franklin returned to the printing uh, trade. This is where he spent the bulk of uh, his career, uh, kind of building a printing empire. Uh, by 1753, eight of the 15 English newspapers in the 13 colonies were published by him or his partners. Uh, he often used his newspapers to distribute his satire or editorials that he cultivated mm. or that he authored. I don't know how I mixed up culter, cultivated and authored. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was a printing tycoon. That's like that was his bread and butter. Um, which helped him to distribute the literature that kind of pushed America towards the U.S. Revolution. So, damn. So he's just inspiring people through writing? Uh, yeah. Kind of giving Americans a cause to rally behind. Uh, he also published a couple of German newspapers, which was like another one of the big, big languages of the time. A lot of German settlers in the U.S. So if I could speak German and English? I don't know if he spoke German, but... Uh, he looked after the German people. Oh, okay. Um, so around this time, he also got his start in, I guess, his political career. 
Uh, he was inducted into his local Masonic order in 1730 and became the Grand Master in 1734. He was a Freemason for the rest of his life. Freemasons kind of freaked me out. Did we did we just like go into Freemasonry? No. The last episode. Okay. I don't remember doing that. How much or were you about to talk about any of that? I don't know a lot about it, but yeah, I was I wanted to dive into Freemasonry a little bit. Because <laughs> the, the the extent of my Freemason education pretty much is everything I saw in National Treasure starring Nicolas Cage. I mean, I don't think it's far off. I mean also <laughs> yeah. uh, also Assassin's Creed. Yeah, the, the Templar Order <laughs> yeah. and the Freemasons. I mean we live in the dark to serve the light. It's the Freemasons are weird. It's literally just like the affluent guys from around town who have a lot of money just getting together to be, I don't know, just, oh, 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 we're better than everyone else. Let's make big decisions for everybody and pool our money together to throw it around and make shit happen. Huh. I'd like to, I, I want to look into Freemason stuff more. We should do a deep dive on Freemasons. It kind of freaked me out. We should we should infiltrate the Freemasons, dude. I'm pretty sure there's like yeah, I think it goes pretty deep. There's like levels to it. Like, have you ever heard the uh, what is it? The third degree. The third degree. Yeah, like oh, he's giving him the third degree. Yeah, actually, yeah, okay, yeah, the term. Yeah, I want to say that that is derived from like masonry. Why? It has something to do with like the level of secrecy. Oh, it's like oh, it's third degree secret or something. I'm, I'm probably wrong, but it's definitely associated with masonry. Hmm. Okay, we should do a deep dive on this now because the sun's also very interesting. I just want to like infiltrate the masons, figure out what they got going on in there. Let me see them aliens, dude. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to do a from the field episode, <laughs> and I'll phone you in from the Freemason headquarters. Oh God! I'm like Ryan. What what's it like in there? Ryan, I'm in the goat closet. <laughs> Can you hear me? The levels are good while we got going. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know where I'm at. I am. I can fit an episode in. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and this is the last episode of the States <laughs> because the Freemasons took us out after this one. Hey, for real, if we disappear, it was the fucking Freemasons, all right? The ghost of Franklin found us. That I would be cool with. I'd be <laughs> like, Ben, wherever you want to take me, I will follow. <laughs> I don't care where we're going. So uh, Franklin enjoyed... Franklin enjoyed some success as a writer. Uh, he published something called Poor Richard's Almanac from 1733 to 1758. Uh, this publication contained borrowed and original material and contained many aphorisms such as... Hey, what's an aphorism? It's just like a little saying. But, gotcha. but like, I mean, it contained all kinds of writings, probably like... Um, you know, big articles, fiction, nonfiction. Hmm. But the thing it's really known for are these little aphorisms. Uh, here's a few examples. A penny saved is two pence dear. That's not how that goes. It is how it goes. Really? The version that we know today is kind of derived from that. A penny saved is a penny earned. Um, that, yeah, that came from a penny saved is two pence dear. Which what does that mean? I don't know. Two pence dear? <laughs> Maybe it means like a penny saved will eventually turn into two pennies or something i don't know what is pence pence it's like pound british pound so what? or something penny is two pounds what it, it, it just it means a penny saved <laughs> is a penny earned gotcha okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking too hard about it uh let's see another one fish and visitors sink in three days what <laughs> i 
I don't know. Maybe it means like a dead fish will sink after three days and like visitors kind of wear out their welcome after three days, if I had to guess. Oh, okay. Actually, that one does kind of make sense. It's like three days is that's too much. Yeah. Here's for fish and for fish. Okay. Okay. That one. Okay. I'm going to start using that one. Here's one that actually makes sense. Uh, three may keep a secret if two of them are dead. Oh. Ooh. That's cold, Franklin. But he's not wrong. Franklin trusts. Which we do have. Bitch. A, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that phrase, tech, like, sort of before, where it's like one person keeps a secret, not two. Or yeah. something like along those lines. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of these became like uh, common sayings in America. Hmm. Uh, another one speak little do much okay yeah i like that one actually. makes sense yeah uh there can be oh you'll like this one wait what <laughs> i was gonna say you should go get your tattoo covered that says do more and just say do much <laughs> speak little speak little do much. i should get it covered and make it say <laughs> why use lot words when the words do trick <laughs> <laughs> you know i heard that phrase and i I lived by it. <laughs> Another amazing historical statesman, Kevin Malone from The Office. <laughs> um, you'll like this one. Ben Franklin once said in Poor Richard's Almanac, there cannot be good living where there is not good drinking. <laughs> That's right, Benny. That's right, Ben. <laughs> My man. Dude, Ben. Oh, ben. Oh, ben. Oh, Benji. <laughs> Uh, he published several other periodicals around this time, such as the General Magazine and Historical Chronicle for all British plantations in America. Exciting stuff. <laughs> yeah, sound, that sounds I, very dense. I almost fell asleep just here listening to you read the title. Man, I'll I'll just take Wikipedia's word that he wrote that. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the hardest investigations here on the Statesman podcast. Uh, so from a young age, from a young age, Ben Franklin was also a very uh, disciplined and driven young man, and he famously has thirteen virtues that he strived to live by. Hmm. Let's go through those virtues. Yes, please. Temperance, Albert. <laughs> Temperance, yes. eat not to dullness, drink not to elevation. What? Temperance, basically, just like controlling how much you drink and eat. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I, well, I, I know for a fact, <laughs> Mr. Ben Franklin, uh, <laughs> freaking there can be not be good living where there is no good drinking. Also preaching temperance. I, I know that he didn't like live by these. <laughs> to be fair, I get it. You know, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he I think the way he did this, he would focus on one per week <laughs> and he said himself all the time. Like, I generally don't meet my own standards. I same. <laughs> no, I get it. He's like, he's like, hey, look, this is how to be a great person. I'm not going to do them, but I know how you should do them if you want to be great. I'm not going to do them, but darn it, I'll try. And that's all that matters. You know what? dude? I, I'm learning. I actually relate to Ben Franklin a lot <laughs> here. Mine is the being a genius and like starting all this stuff. Like I relate to Benji. Which, okay. Benji <laughs> is his party persona. I am Benji. Buck Benji. Uh, so that, that's number one. Number two, silence. <laughs> silence is a virtue. I'm sorry, Benji. I can't, uh, can't follow you on that one. Speak not, but what may benefit others or yourself. Avoid trifling conversation. Okay. That's the entire podcast out the window. 
Sorry, Ben. Shut it down. Ben says we can't. Ben do says it. we shouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> ben said stop. <laughs> uh, that's number two. Uh, number three. Order. Let all let all your things have their places. Let each part of your business have its time. Where the fuck are our last two podcasts, Albert? <laughs> ben Franklin says you got to live by order. Okay, just <laughs> for reference. Uh, I, th- I think we've we've told him this before, but we we uh, record some episodes in advance. So, you know, just in case something were to happen, if we can't record one week, you know, we won't have to miss a week. I'm currently looking for two podcasts that we've recorded. <laughs> I have no idea where they are. I think they're somewhere on my computer. They should be. I also have a bad habit of just shutting down and just telling everything to save. I'm like, yeah, I'll find it later. It's safe somewhere. <laughs> and usually I title them all very well. I did not the last two weeks. So, uh, if you may be listening to this podcast a couple weeks from when we recorded it, or you may be hearing it the next day, uh, <laughs> if I can't find those other ones, but they, they're somewhere in there and, uh, yeah, order. That's a good one. Thanks, Ben. I'll, I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> Number four, resolution. Shit. Live your life in 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think. That he did actually say that, and then just 1080p meant something completely different back then. <laughs> 1080p was a page of the Bible or something. Uh, what did he actually say? Resolve to perform what you ought. Perform without fail what you resolve. Albert, are you doing what you ought? Uh, right now, yes. Frugality. Make no expense, but... Whoa. Make no expense, but to do good in others or yourself. Waste okay. waste nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I like especially that applies in this day and age. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Number six, industry. Lose no time. Be always employed in something useful. Cut off all unnecessary actions. Call of Duty is very necessary. <laughs> all right. <laughs> for my For my well-being. The call of duty is an industrious call. Yeah, it's I'm I'm I hear the call and I'm going to duty. <laughs> uh, number seven, sincerity. Use no hurtful deceit. Think innocently and justly. And if you speak, speak accordingly. Didn't he cheat on his wife? No. Oh, not that I know of. I know that his wife was like illegitimate oh. because uh her original husband like fled the country without going through a proper divorce. So she was never officially married to Benny. Yeah, that's not the same. Yeah. Okay, shit. Well, Ben Ben is such a great man. Right? Number eight, justice. Oh, Batman. Justice. Wrong none by doing injuries or omitting the benefits that are your duty. Another good call, Ben. Yeah, what a what an honorable man. Number nine, uh, man, really driving this point home. Once again, moderation. (laughs) (laughs) You know he wrote these like the morning after partying. He's like, oh, God, I'm never doing that again. Moderation. It's like, oh, I already got temperance on here. (laughs) This is a really important one, moderation. (laughs) He's like, I really got to remember this one. Avoid extremes, forbear resenting injuries so much as you think they deserve. What? I don't know. Um, uh, man, they talk funny in this. Forbear resenting injuries as much as you think they deserve. 
It made less sense the second time you said it. One more time slower. Forbear. What is forbear? Like beware? I don't know. Uh, moderation. <laughs> <laughs> it means moderate. <laughs> uh, ooh, this is a good one. Cleanliness. Okay. Uh, tolerate no uncleanliness in body, clothes, or habitation. Good call, Ben. Febreze the outhouse after you use it. Use some dude wipes if uh, you've been working all day. I, I'm i trying to think of what, like, back then would be considered, like, cleanliness. <laughs> Take at least one bathe per month. Yeah, dude. The, be not foul. The past must have fucking stunk. Yeah. Make sure to use lemon pledge on your wooden dentures at least once a year. <laughs> God. Dude, I just, oh, man. I'm just thinking about how nasty the past was. Yeah, you know George Washington uh, didn't actually use wooden teeth. Or yeah, if he did, that. it wasn't that much. Yeah, I heard it was like a maybe a tooth or two, like a couple maybe. Yeah, his main thing was horse teeth. What's up? He had dentures made out of horse teeth, which is gross. Uh. Big ass teeth. <laughs> Uh, number 11, tranquility. Okay. Be not disturbed or at trifles or at accidents common or unavoidable. Hell yeah. I like I, that one. I support that one. Don't, don't. Just don't be a psycho. Like, understand that shit happens. Don't direct it at other people when you get mad. Yeah. Like, just, you know. I know people that could take Benny's advice here. Who? people I don't oh know. <laughs> you looked at me and i was like oh, no. whoa <laughs> not you people <laughs> gotcha. yeah okay i agree with that <laughs> okay which to be fair i think we're all a little guilty of that of you know sometimes you, you lose your shit a little bit yeah and you I've, take it out on the wrong person i've broken many an xbox controller <laughs> after a long night with dark souls okay ben's starting to lose me with this one because uh -huh. i know his backstory okay chastity <laughs> Rarely use venery, but for health or offspring. What's venery? Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Never use fuck, but for health or offspring. <laughs> Never to dullness, weakness, or the injury of your own or another's peace or reputation. <laughs> you said peace. I didn't think you meant like peaceful. I thought you meant like his his peace. <laughs> you got that fucking thing on him. No, dude. Never. Uh, rarely use venery. He said for health or, uh, what was the word? No, okay, rarely use venery, but for health or offspring, never to dullness, weakness, and never use venery to the injury of your own or another's piece of reputation. No, I think that still applies to him. He, you know, his <laughs> promiscuity was uh, it's for his health, you know? He had, he had to make sure he stayed fit and, uh, you know, men mentally health healthy. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, you know. Keep those glutes worked out. Yeah, I gotta get them. Got that good hips. Oh, yeah. You gotta keep his hips healthy. <laughs> Strong back. <laughs> and then number 13, humility. Mm. Imitate Jesus and Socrates. Weird couple of guys to. <laughs> those are two very, like, opposite side of the spectrum guys. Well, I, mean, I guess technically. I'll imitate Socrates. Dude was, dude was cool. I mean, Jesus was a good person at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, Jesus is like a, uh, he's a textbook socialist. You know, maybe Ben was onto something. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, <laughs> we got to live more like Jesus and, uh, and Socrates. Yeah. Two very influential people <laughs> in history. On, I'll just, 
making a little edit here in my notes. Live like Ben. Live like Ben. Live like Ben because he also wrote <laughs> a piece called Advice to a Friend on Choosing a Mistress. Oh, buddy. Okay. This piece was not published in Ben's lifetime oh. due to obscenity laws. <laughs> this article counsels young men on channeling their sexual urges. Quote, Ben Franklin, the faced. Uh, I should probably give it some context. This uh, this little passage that Ben wrote is about women, about what happens to women as they get old. Oh, boy. Oh, the- no. <laughs> well, on, before he says, we've got a preface. Ben said it. Oh. Ben said it in a time where a woman would be considered old when she's like 22. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just again, this is not this is not necessarily condoned by the statesman. This is not our phrase or quote. Let's see what kind of shit Ben was on. <laughs> the face first grows lank and wrinkled. Oh then the neck. Ben. Then the breast and arms. Ben. The lower parts continuing to the last as plump as ever. Ben. So that covering all above with a basket and regarding only what is below the girdle, it is impossible of two women to know an old from a young one. And as the dark all wait, and as in the dark all cats are gray, the pleasure of corporeal enjoyment with an old woman is at least equal and frequently superior, every knack being by practice capable of improvement. Okay. Do you still stand by what you said? This seems like the kind of thing that you would stand behind. I, okay. You the last part, what Ben said? The last part, definitely. I don't like the way he described women in that. <laughs> He's got a way with words. That last bit, I 100% stand by. Mostly. It, I don't know why he brought the cat in there. That was weird. Um, yeah, I do. When, but he was... When, he, listen, here's, here's what I agree with him on. Experience is awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Like he's, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, I know, but he phrased it really weird. He's just saying, look, women are gonna age, but you know, if you shut the lights off, you might have more fun with an older lady than a young one because she's got experience. Experience. She knows what she <laughs> wants. She knows what she's doing. I have a lot of love that's, for the uh, the more experienced women. I have a lot of love for everyone, all the women out there. But I'm just saying, fellas or ladies or whoever. <laughs> If you get a chance with an, an older woman, just give it a shot. <laughs> he said. I might have to edit that out. <laughs> he said, so that covering all above with a basket and regarding only below the girdle is yeah. impossible to tell the <laughs> See, difference between an old woman and a fine young lady. And that's the part I don't necessarily, uh, that sounds kind of, listen. He's not saying you should cover women with a basket. <laughs> I He's know. just saying. It's just, it's phrased so weird. He's just saying like, look. If you don't know going into it, if the lights are off, you're going to have fun with an older woman, even if you can't necessarily see what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, ben. he's got a point. Like at the end of the day, like, does it feel good? Is it awesome? <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah. Benny was down with the cougars uh, Same. here and there. Same, Ben. Which I don't, I don't know how promiscuous he got in his life because I know pretty early on he married. He had like a illegitimate marriage like common law marriage with this lady they had kids uh and they stayed together until like well she died like 15 years before ben but oh that's sad he never remarried right i don't know maybe he was giving these young ladies a taste of uh the elder statesman no 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 he was (laughs) going for the elder ladies (laughs) as he was getting older he was like damn 
it's getting really hard to find a woman older than me. <laughs> You're like, damn, I'm 30. Like, I'm at the end of my years here. But I got to do what I got to do. There's got to be some old, some old strange around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben. What a, what a fucking G. So in 1736, uh, Franklin established the Union Fire Company. This is the first volunteer firefighting company in the U.S. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, before that, there were no like fire departments in the U.S. Um, Did they? They had fire departments in uh, back in Europe, right? I'm sure they had it in one form or another. Okay, but from my understanding of early fire departments, I think it was like you have to pay like a subscription, or else they're not going to come put your fire out. <laughs> like, like, I mean, we technically do that now with taxes. I don't think so. I think if firefighters see a fire, they're like, "We got to put that out." But no, but then, like if we if like because they're paid through, you know, taxes. So if we weren't doing that, no. they, they wouldn't. Well, yeah, but they don't discriminate based on like if they find out you don't pay your taxes, they're not going to be like, pack it up, boys. <laughs> they they put your fire out and they're like, wait, you don't pay your taxes? And you see him pull off some matches. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you. Light it up. <laughs> Light it back up, boys. <laughs> There's two types of firemen. The ones who put it out and the Ray Bradbury kind of firemen. <laughs> We started up. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, let's see. He was, as we mentioned in the Pennsylvania episode, he was a big proponent of paper money, helping establish several new forms of currency uh, in the early colonies in order to battle the inflation of the English pound. Yeah, that was, uh, and that was when you said they came and shut that down, right? Because that oh, was yeah. like, uh, was it Pennsylvania had their own? Pennsylvania did and New Jersey did hmm. that Ben Franklin had a part of. He, there might have been more, but those are the only two Dude, that I know offhand. So much. Right? Ben only needed to sleep like an hour every night. <laughs> For real? I don't know if that's true, but he seems like it. Nope, that's a statesman fact. <laughs> uh, so let's see. He began to get involved in politics in the 1740s. Uh, he held several political offices, including Councilman of Philadelphia, Justice of the Peace in Philadelphia, which I'm pretty sure that's just a judge hmm. and deputy postmaster general of British North America. So yeah, deputy postmaster of the whole shebang there in the beginning. Jeez, so much, so much. <laughs> uh, around this time, he also established the first university in the U.S., the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, and when the Declaration of Independence was signed, one third of college affiliated men who signed were affiliated with the University of Pennsylvania. Damn. So does that make sense? Like, it seems like Ben just had insane influence over everybody back yeah. then. Like, if you wanted your fire put out, you got to go through Ben. If you want to read a book, you got to go through Ben. If you want some freedom, you got to go through Ben. If you want some uh, old cougars, <laughs> if you ben, wanna, ben will point you in the right direction. If you want an experienced woman... <laughs> To keep you warm through the night, Ben has some words for you. <laughs> uh, so after establishing himself as a political agent, uh, Franklin made many trips to England to protest the political power of organizations such as the Penn family and the English government itself. Uh, he soon became a leading spokesman of the colonies in England and even helped to get the Stamp Act repealed by speaking directly to the House of Commons in England. So... Benny Boy spent like the bulk of the 1750s, 60s, and a big chunk of the 1770s in England just traveling, just kind of spitting bars on behalf of the uh, colonies. So, okay, so even though he was born in uh, Massachusetts? Milk Street. Mil 
there. <laughs> uh, so he sailed back to England. Yeah. And that's where a lot of uh, his influence was spread out over there. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. It's like he, he tried playing ball with the, uh, with England. Like he did everything right. He went to them. He petitioned them. He spoke directly to them. He was like, dude, my people back home do not like this. Quit fucking with him. <laughs> He's walking by. He's like, "Some nice tea you got there." Yeah, be a shame if it all fell in the harbor. Be a shame if we were to turn the entire ocean into a big cup of tea. <laughs> and you know, some of it was successful. He got the Stamp Act repealed, which uh, people were outraged about the Stamp Act. We need another Ben Franklin in our days. Yeah, we do. We need a rich person who can do good for the people and not destroy Twitter. <laughs> Wait, was Ben rich? Yeah, Ben was rich. Oh. What, you don't just start a university with no money, but I mean, he had an empire of like printing. Oh, right, right, right. He was yeah, like the kingpin. Yeah, he was like the kingpin of printing presses in the U.S. Big printing. <laughs> big printing. <laughs> big Ben. Dude, big. <laughs> big Ben. Wait, is that what the clock is named after? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> what it's named after his dick <laughs> <laughs> like he left england in like the 1760s and the queen was like we've got to build a tower don't it don't worry why a big long tower call it big ben i'll see to it my lord <laughs> <laughs> she's like all right no anyway unrelated will you please Escort Ben out of the building. <laughs> Goodbye, Ben. <laughs> she was older. <laughs> I don't even think England had a queen at that time. <laughs> Unless <laughs> King Charles. Oh. <laughs> I don't even think it was King Charles. I have no idea. <laughs> In 1776, <laughs> the Pennsylvania Assembly... In 1776, the Pennsylvania Assembly chose Franklin as the delegate for the Second Continental Congress, where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Franklin, ever the party-goer, was suffering from a bad uh, bout of gout at the time. <laughs> party boy. Classic. Wait. Yeah. Is, how do you get gout? Just drinking too much and eating too much red meat. Really? Yeah. Why, Albert? You worried? I am now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, gout. Yeah. That, around like the colonial times, if like you see an old man who has gout, it's just like, oh, yeah, that man's had a life. I forgot what they used to call it. it like it had some funny name. I, you know what gout is, right? Yeah. Just like buildup of like uric crystals. Yeah. And it's like it's gets stuck in your foot. Yeah, the disease it, of kings is the nickname for it. OK, well, now it sounds. That sounds cool. My, of course Ben had the disease of kings. You think he's going to get some poor people shit? <laughs> Please. You think <laughs> Ben's going to fuck around with smallpox? That would actually be really funny. <laughs> They're like, imagine going to a doctor and he's like, he just comes in. He's like, sir, I want to shake your hand. I'm like, why, sir? And he's like, you have gout. And then he touches his hand and the guy with gout's like, ah, ah, fuck. Because, yeah, it basically just like rubs up against the inside of your skin, right? Or like against your muscles. Yeah. Like the, the, most, the most common thing I know is it the crystals build up like in your foot because they like go downward and uh yeah they just make your toe fucking hurt and like it's hard to walk oh that would suck 
Yeah. I know an older gentleman in my life who has to wear big goofy shoes sometimes because his toes bother him so much. I would just cut it off. Like, just, just play some hot dogs down there. I mean, yeah, but then the crystals are just going to build up at the nub and it's going to hurt at the nub. Wait, if you get gout, is it like you have it forever? I don't know. Hmm. I'm no gout expert, but <laughs> I hope never to be a gout. I hate beer, so I hope I never find out. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> switching back to chicken from that, now on. Yeah, that'd be more of a you question, not me. <laughs> but, I mean, despite being out of most of the uh, Continental Congress, he did make some uh, small but very important changes to the declaration before saying, sending it off for the final draft. During this period, uh, he famously said, in response to something that John Hancock said, we must hang together or most assuredly we will hang separately. Which is such a gangster quote. Right. Like, they're like, look, we're about to commit tyranny. We're about to cut ourselves off from, like, everything. If we don't fucking stick together, we're all going to die together. He said all for or one and for all. <laughs> Dude, Ben is a the man. Leave it to Ben to say some cold shit. That, when... <laughs> was, that was some cold shit. Like, if that was a movie, that would be, like, when all the lights are off and he's just, like, silhouetted. And he's like, we don't hang together. We will surely hang separately. Now, gentlemen, an aged muff is waiting for me back in my quarters. <laughs> I bid Dude, you adieu. You know he went home and fucking partied after signing that declaration. I mean, it's a year after his wife died, so who's to say? He's like, I need some booze. <laughs> I need some women. And I need a bed for my gout. Oh, yeah. That is some cold shit, actually. <laughs> like, thinking about the situation... They're all together. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, so after the uh, declaration was signed, Franklin served as an American delegate to countries such as France and Sweden. Uh, in 1785, after returning home from a trip to France, it was noted that Franklin was short 100,000 pounds of congressional <laughs> funds. So they were like, uh, Ben, that's a lot of money that's missing. <laughs> and Ben famously said, Muzzle not the ox that treadeth out his master's grain. And no one ever talked about it again. <laughs> they were like, damn, Ben, that's some cold shit. We're not going to so, sweat you. So wait, wait, wait. What's, say the quote again. They were like, Ben, where's our money? And he was like, muzzle not the ox that treadeth out his master's grain. So what does that mean? I think it was like, I'm doing big shit for you guys. The, the $100,000 is chump change compared to the shit that i'm doing overseas for us and they were like fair, fair enough <laughs> dude <laughs> sounds good imagine being such a badass like you're missing 100k and you're just like don't worry about it I'm like shit okay yeah no you're right dude <laughs> fucking don't question him about it you're, like, you're it's right fine. it's ben franklin he lives like socrates what can i say god also frugality that <laughs> doesn't seem to fit his uh <laughs> Virtue of frugality. But again, Ben is the first to tell you that he doesn't follow him. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I relate to this guy so much. Oh, yeah. Ben. Benny boy. After his return from France, uh, Franklin also became an abolitionist and freed his two remaining slaves. Shortly after, he became the leader of the Pennsylvania Abolition Society. So something happened while Ben was in France and he was just like, this slave stuff is not not it. Which makes sense because France, I believe, outlawed slavery like hundreds of years before America. He got there and he's like, oh, they are people too. <laughs> yeah. Shit. 
<laughs> oh, no. Franklin never served as president. A lot of people think he did, but uh, late in life, he was elected the president of the Supreme Executive Council of Pennsylvania. Basically the governor. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's like he's like John Stone, Game of Thrones. We're fucking king in the north. Basically. That was in 1785, which is before we were actually the United States. Uh, when we were like 13 independent colonies. So. That makes it even more like King of the North then because they're like, they already have a king. Yeah. But you're like, no, you're our king. Yeah. Oh my. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I, he was basically the, uh, just the ruler of Pennsylvania for like three years. Dude. Th- he sounds like a myth. <laughs> like this guy s- is literally a legend. Yeah. I mean, there were like six people walking around the colonies yeah, back yeah, then. It's fine. <laughs> Not that's, a lot that's of people. The, look, <laughs> Not the point, all right? <laughs> this guy is the best. So he held that office for three years. He eventually served as the host to the Constitutional Convention in 1787, which is where the Constitution was drafted and uh, eventually ratified, making America a country. Hmm. So he was like in charge of that. He was the uh, he was the dude just kind of overseeing it. Shortly after that, April 17th, 1790, Ben Franklin died peacefully in his home in philadelphia he was 84 ben lived to 84 yeah dude that's unheard of in colonial times i'm not gonna live to 84 <laughs> and i have modern medicine that i don't use being 84 years old in 1790 is probably just it's got to be the worst right every second is full of so much pain there are no cougars left <laughs> i am become the cougar yeah like at 84 like who are you gonna back then especially like who is he gonna find that's older yeah that can still, you know, these young women I surround myself with have no experience. I tell you, I cannot satisfy old Ben. <laughs> he died of pl- pl- pleurisy, 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 which is basically where uh, just the the muscles and like meat in your chest just kind of swell and don't give your lungs any room to do lung stuff. And you just kind of slowly suffocate over the course of several days. Uh yeah. It does not sound peacefully. No, but of all the ways to die in 1790, I wouldn't mind that. Peacefully yeah. in bed. <laughs> it just slowly starts getting harder to breathe until you stop in your sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. At 84, <laughs> dude, I can't get over that. That is... Okay, so the key to life is partying. You probably had some like Freemason magic keeping him alive. <laughs> some of that sweet, sweet adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. Early era adrenochrome, keeping him going. He's just eating babies. <laughs> it was the gout that kept him going. <laughs> God. Yeah. He lived on gout energy. He lived on gout and <laughs> elderly women. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing. He outlived all the women that he knew. <laughs> Once He had a friend that was like 85. Once she croaked, he was like, I have nothing. He was like, well, well, that's it then. So besides being a badass statesman uh ben franklin is also known for his many inventions and scientific inquiries uh do you know any inventions that ben franklin uh was behind bifocal right yes okay yeah i know he had that um i want that's all i know is the bifocals uh he's the inventor of the lightning rod oh yeah yeah yeah. the franklin stove what is that uh i'm assuming kind of some kind of stove hmm. not sure how it's different from a regular stove but <laughs> it's, it's a ben franklin stove, made it a franklin stove. <laughs> it's a stove that 
It comes with like a 90-year-old woman. (laughs) Uh, He also invented the flexible urinary catheter. Which as a gout-stricken old man, I can see him being like, damn it, I'm sick of these iron catheters hurting me. They used iron catheters? I doubt it. Oh, I don't God. know what they used. Also, Albert trying... is holding his crotch. Yeah, like I just, I just thought, ugh. <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to... Th- I don't... I, I mean, I don't understand how catheters work now. I'm trying to imagine what it was back then. Like, what would they use? Because they didn't have plastic back then. Bamboo shoots. <laughs> ah! Oh, no. <laughs> Gotta live off the land. They use horse teeth. Oh my God. isn't it up i don't want to get too much into this let's go on i'm not gonna i don't want to think of too much about this i'm done uh franklin was also the first person to refer to electricity as positive and negative oh he was the first one to figure out oh there's different charges here positive and negative uh, at the time electricity was thought to be a liquid it's mm. stupid imagine being that smooth brained <laughs> It's a liquid. <laughs> and Franklin was like, no, dude, silly. <laughs> no, he's silly goose. Uh, he even invented a primitive battery back then. No fucking way, really? And uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't think this was a very successful uh, uh, exploration that he did, but he also experimented with cooking turkeys using electricity. Like so, just zapping them. Like- I think he put them on like a, some kind of iron like spit and just charged it from both ends until the turkey just uh was cooked i mean i feel like in theory that makes sense yeah because you'd just be heating it up through electricity he said it had a very specific texture <laughs> when oh, you cook it i don't with, like that <laughs> with electricity oh god i don't like sound of that sounds gross zap the fuck out of it <laughs> what if he zapped it back to life like frankenstein <laughs> <laughs> that's why he quit that pursuit he kept making franken turkeys Jeez, he's been super popular in Halloween. <laughs> and then, most famous of all, his uh, kite experiment. Uh, so he wrote about it. He kind of proposed the experiment, but it's unknown for sure whether or not he actually did the experiment himself. Because he wrote about conducting the experiment, but he didn't write it from like the first person perspective. Oh, so there's no like actual hard evidence that he did go out and do that. No, it's assumed that he oh. did, but. Uh, yeah, it's pretty suspected that he did. Uh, he allegedly stood on an insulating material so that he wouldn't get zapped. Smart. Under a roof to make sure he also didn't get zapped. Double smart. Um, and yeah, he pulled the kite down and realized that it carried an electrical charge. And this is how they discovered that electricity or that uh, lightning is in fact made out of electricity. And several people tried to copy the experiment immediately afterward, and they <laughs> fucking roasted. cooked themselves and died. <laughs> they were like those turkeys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, give it to Benny to uh, absolutely nail an experiment and then copycats kill themselves trying to <laughs> be like him. You can't you just you can't copy the greats. All right. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the gist of our man cougar hunter ben franklin you know what if we whenever we get like an actual studio set up we're gonna print out a giant framed picture of ben franklin and <laughs> he's gonna be like our namesake yeah Do, live like ben live like ben so uh, to close it off i have a few more uh just little quotes uh what did i call them earlier 
Ben Fax. Oh, uh, it started with an A. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Uh, Aphorisms. So to close here, I'm just going to kind of read you a couple of Ben's aphorisms, and you can think about how you could uh, apply them to your life. I'm ready. I'm so excited. There's a whole bunch of them. He wrote a lot, this dude, Ben. So I'll just kind of read a few at random. All right. A countryman between two lawyers is like a fish between two cats. I think that means oh, just be educated. What? I don't know. I mean, it, I I think it it's about how like educated people will take advantage of uh, oh yeah poor or less educated people. Yeah, that's still strong today. A good conscience is a continual Christmas. <laughs> okay, makes sense. So wait, it's a uh, is it idioms? Is I think word? so. Okay, that's basically what these are, right? Like, what, uh, what'd you call me? <laughs> like, uh, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. That's an yeah, idiom, basically. Right? Okay, so that's all these are, just Ben Franklin style. Yeah. Aphorisms. A learned blockhead is a greater blockhead than an ignorant one. <laughs> that's me, the learned <laughs> blockhead. Every episode of Statesman, your boy gets a little more learned. <laughs> Still blockhead. A man wrapped up in himself makes a very small bundle. Hmm. <laughs> one's cold admiration is the daughter of ignorance and experience what? is the mother of a good time <laughs> <laughs> did he actually say that one no oh man that would have been if great. he did he didn't write it down <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he erased that bit he was like man i'm gonna leave that one out <laughs> that one's just for benny beware the hobby that eats honestly that one works i've spent so much money on different guitars over the years yeah i uh <laughs> We all have our vices. Men and melons are hard to know. What? Bars. Sometimes I look at a watermelon and I'm just like, <laughs> is that a man or a melon? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm so confused by that one. What? <laughs> Men and melon are hard to I, know. You know, if you will not hear reason, she will surely wrap your knuckles. What? what does that mean like if these you're are gonna, getting more wild if you're gonna be dumb prepare to square up <laughs> oh okay i do live by that one i'm stupid so i had to learn to fight just in case love a cough and a smoke can't be well hid okay that's actually a really cool one the cat in gloves catches no mice don't restrict yourself man you know i'm sure back in the day these were like god damn ben i don't know some of them were still pretty these late. bars death takes no bribes yeah Make haste slowly. I think I've heard that one before. Ooh, I've heard this one before. Keep your eyes wide open before marriage, half shut afterwards. <laughs> well, I, I think I know what you're getting at, Ben. <laughs> right? <laughs> your eyes are wide open right now. A <laughs> couple more months, you better shut them, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, don't. <laughs> I like that. Basically, don't fuck around and find out. I like that one. Uh, let's see. Let me find one more like banger quote from Ben. Yeah, I feel like we gotta you gotta cap this off with something really good. Hmm. There's a lot here. Ooh, ooh, this is a good one. I like this one. Okay, this one kind of goes hand in hand with the reason I wanted to talk about Ben because uh, there are terrible people trying to run the government right now. Mm-hmm. Albert. Yes. We are all born ignorant, uh-huh. but one must work hard to remain stupid. Bars. Thank you. Ben. Yeah, actually, that's. <laughs> Very accurate. I really like that one, actually. <laughs> and this is coming from a stupid person. Uh, it's not that hard to just learn things, especially in today's day and age when 
I'm holding my phone. You literally have access to almost all the information in the world. Ben would weep if he knew what we had today. If if he knew what we had and saw that a lot of us are still willfully ignorant. You, you know what? That that quote right there makes me want to be a smarter person. Dude, makes me want to learn more. Ben would be absolutely shook if he saw the state of events today. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm going to. That one actually, that one was really inspiring, actually. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Well, I hope I uh, painted a good picture of uh, elder statesman slash fuck enthusiast Ben Franklin. You painted the Mona Lisa of this <laughs> dude, man. Like, Ben makes, I'm, I'm going to live the rest of my life trying to make Ben proud. Me too. And that means learning as much as possible and. We got to live like Larry and be like Ben. And you find me an older woman. <laughs> yeah, you there's a uh, any listeners out there that uh want a young man i'm not 30 yet Dude, we we were running an errand the other day and we uh ran across one woman who's quite a bit older than both of us and we walked away and you were like god damn right <laughs> i never noticed how nice she looks <laughs> i was like her <laughs> i was like i bet she knows what she wants and i bet she knows what she's doing so <laughs> To make an amendment to Ben's 13th virtue, humility, imitate Jesus, Socrates, and Ben. And the boy himself, Ben. The kid. <laughs> the kid. The man. The myth. The legend. Benjamin motherfucking Franklin. <laughs> well, any closing thoughts on Benjamin? I mean, after after the last episode, I already really wanted to learn more about him, but uh, I can't read, so it's <laughs> hard to get any information. And so... This might be one of my favorite episodes that we've done. <laughs> um, God, it it is hilarious because as much as I do look at him like, God, Dave, you know, he's a party animal. He's awesome. <laughs> he had a lot of great ideas and he was a smart dude. And he did so much like to push the world further and in a better direction. Ben is like everything that Elon Musk wants to be. Yeah, except without all the psych- psychoticness. Yeah, well, it's what he wants to be. <laughs> The same psychoticness, just not affecting other people. Yeah. Except the elderly ladies. <laughs> we yeah. need we need another Ben. I think the, we do. When the world needed him most, he vanished. Honestly, years ago, we all thought that Elon Musk was like an amazing dude up until like 2018, and then he's just kind of been on. <laughs> he kind of lost dive. it there. Really? <laughs> do you think? I wonder how Ben would have been if he was born in today's day and age. Like same same mindset and everything, but future born in the future i hope he wouldn't turn out like elon i hope he'd still turn out like ben he'd, he'd probably turn out like jeff bezos oh man don't say that <laughs> no I, I i believe ben would have would have stayed good yeah ben would have kept his virtue <laughs> oh what a fucking man dude i cannot get over just everything he's a party animal he was a man of intellect one of 17 siblings one of 17 <laughs> he said he was the youngest the youngest boy i think there were two older than him okay. or younger than him that yeah i don't know that's all i got is that he's he's a legend he's my new hero i now have a very direct answer if somebody asks who like what historical figure i'd like to have dinner with he freed his slaves way before it was cool yeah See, like, yeah, he, he as he learned new information, he changed his mindset, which is how it should be. Like, when you're <laughs> presented with new info, it's okay to say, hey, I was wrong. Now that I'm provided this new info, I'm going to change the way I live for the better. 
And that's another thing that like I admire about him. He didn't. He had resolution. Yeah. Like <sighs> he had the resolve to perform what he ought. <laughs> uh, you know what, Ryan? No, <laughs> and I'm going to perform what I ought. We all ought. We ought to Ben. <laughs> we all ought. That's it. That's just the quote. That is the quote for this episode. We all ought. We ought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got any uh, last anything left to say about this? I don't even know what left there is. Like anything more? Just you just don't be afraid to uh, ought. You know, cuddle up to an older lady. It's the real moral of the story. <laughs> that is the real moral of the story. They know what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> Well, thank you, Ryan, for uh, teaching me and the and the rest of our listeners about this fucking legend of a man. Indeed, it was it was awesome. I I learned so much about this guy that I feel like maybe I've heard before, but it didn't really hit or it didn't <laughs> really stick. And I have a whole new outlook on not just Ben, but on life because I want to be like Ben. Probably the most industrious early American. It really was. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Statesman Podcast as we discussed. This absolute genius, this fucking hero, this legend, Benjamin Franklin. As always, you can find us on social media at The Statesman Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Go follow us. Give us a like. If you haven't yet, please, please, please uh, like our podcast on Spotify. It is also available on Apple Music now as well as other listening platforms. If you could leave us a like, a rating, uh, you know, let us know how you actually feel about it. If you really like it, let us know. If there's something you need us or want us to change or you'd like to hear us talk about, either send us a DM or something on social, something in the review. But uh, those really do help us. And, you know, it gets our show spread if you're a fan and you want others to listen. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun knowing that, you know, we're providing content content that you guys like. It's a it's a good feeling because we love doing this. It's a lot of fun and we want to we want to keep doing this. So, yeah, please like, rate, all that fun stuff. And, Ryan, if you got nothing else, I guess that's it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see you on the next episode of the Statesman Podcast. Bye. Yeah.